Personal Podcast. My name is Taylor Easley. As always, I am joined by Chad Hunsberger. How are you? All is well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we have a question from a few of our younger listeners yeah, today. Absolutely. And um, I love this because it means that we've crossed generations hey, look in at that. our listenership. <laughs> so That's good. this is exciting for me. Um, anyway, so our question today is, is it okay to read and watch Harry Potter? Um, I was a child when the first Harry Potter book was released, which, you know, tells you my age. Yes. I was not a child yeah, when they came I out. I know. <laughs> Which I think you were intentionally pointing out. Appreciate no, it. not yeah, so intentionally. Fine. But, you know, the, I was older as the movies came sure, out. Sure. And so, uh, you know, the I think this is a really good thing for Christian parents to think about and, and ask their pastor, and especially these kids, to be so curious is yeah. a really good thing. And Harry Potter's birthday is coming up right after this podcast comes out. That's right. On that, July 31st, which also happens uh, to be... Your birthday. What a day. There you <laughs> go. No, um, you know, I think this question, honestly, you, you talked about this was something that um, was asked or, or really, really asked when you were a child. I mean, okay, are, are Christians allowed to uh, read these books when the movies came out years later? Are Christians allowed to watch these movies? And, and by allowed to, like, what is, does the Bible tell us anything about that? And um, I, I appreciate so much, even though that that this might be something that's like years ago mm-hmm. kind of wrestled with or whatever, that for some, um, it's it's like it's only wrestled with when it comes to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when when the kids are starting to be the age that they would want to read that or want to watch those movies. So like I didn't think about it hardly at all when because I wasn't interested in reading or watching those movies, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of okay, it happened, whatever. And then as as now a parent and my kids are asking those questions, I, I did have to think, okay, like is this okay? Is this appropriate or whatever? And and so what I would say is, um, this is a it's a while it might be some of our younger listeners asking the question, mm-hmm. the answer really has to come from parents mm-hmm. um, to determine what is best for your children and and that goes to anything that is read or watched um, in the home or that you are allowing them to watch outside the home or mm-hmm. read outside the home um, so so I would say that the answer while is to these kids mm-hmm. it's ultimately to their parents um, and up to them to to guide that though but I do want to say, if parents are saying that's not something we feel is best, here is what I think where I think that comes from. So, so in Deuteronomy 18, there's actually a, a passage that specifically speaks. I, w- I was going to uh, read it. It's Deuteronomy 18, and uh, verse 10 says this: "There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering." That seems obvious. But then it says, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead, like all of those are are problems, right? And so it's really condemning anything of witchcraft, right? Mm -hmm. And there's right reason to do that, right? Uh, The the sorcery, the... the, um, the potentially demonic um, things that are happening there. And so there's no question 
Harry Potter is about wizards and witches and uh, the uh, the quote unquote magic and the spells and all of those things. So the idea that we want to be uh, against those things would be a right idea. In fact, even in Philippians where it says, fill your minds with the things that are good, that deserve praise. So, so we want to fill our minds up with the opposite of things that are evil and bad. And so what I would say to parents and to children, if it, it, it could be that whether it's in a stage of life or maybe um, just the, a place of conviction that you don't want to put any of that in your mind, um, then that's okay. That's, that is uh, an understandable, reasonable decision for you as a family. So I want to affirm that as a possibility. The other side of that, I would want you to know that just because someone else doesn't hold that same conviction, does not necessarily make them wrong, right? Um, because what I, what I believe is good is when a, we can help our children develop an, uh, not just a protective bubble around them, but guard them, kind of teaching them along the way uh, what is right and wrong and how can you um, see things that are clearly fictitious, clearly made up, make, make believe, and say, okay, in the same way, and, and I don't mean this in a uh, like sarcastic way, but in the same way that the fairy godmother was who waved a wand and made magic happen, that, um, that, that I don't look at that and think, okay, like my kids are now are going to go down into uh, trying to talk to the to dead spirits or whatever. Uh, there is room in all of that for, um, yeah, for parents to help teach their children along the way. How do you learn that these things are make believe? How do you learn that these things are imagination? These things are. Uh, there are people who practice, who who believe in witchcraft, and so we can. You can teach your children about those realities that exist in the world while still saying this is not real, right? And so, uh, yeah, when I think about that, I think about our responsibility as parents to even speak of the spiritual realm as a real thing. Uh, Ephesians 6, right, tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and principalities of the dark world. So that is a reality. And so I also think that um, there might be a different stage that we as parents choose to allow things to enter than what the world thinks is okay. So what I mean by that, and that this is probably across the board, but um, when we think that, or, or the world says the appropriate age to read Harry Potter is X, we might not think it's that young, right? Or maybe... Uh, our child isn't yet a believer, and we don't want to confuse them with um, what, like things that are make believe and things that are true, and uh, things that are spiritual and things that are not. And um, and so maybe it's that you're guarding and saying, okay, I, I don't want to confuse my child uh, right now. So right now, no, we're not going to read those. It doesn't mean no, never. It just mean might mean no, not now. Uh, no, I know that this child would be scared if they watch said movie. 
Uh, that could be on any movie, right? Uh, okay, they're, they're not ready for that. That would be hard for them. So uh, we're not going to watch that or read that um, because that can be per child, even in the same house that you realize, okay, this isn't going to be a fit. So, uh, and yet uh, there's another, uh, even in our house, right? So uh, as our kids have gotten older, and so we have one of our kids who um, wanted to read them. We have other kids in our house who have no desire to read books of that length, right? Um, and if they do enjoy reading, it's not that type of book that uh, in, like is enjoyable to them. But one of ours does want to watch the movie, right? So uh, it's, it's kind of even guiding that a little bit. Okay, well, uh, how is that working? How, how old are they? Uh, what, uh, what's their relationship with the Lord like? Are they in a good place with the Lord? Are they questioning things or doubting things? So we have been able to answer that based on the stage of life. And we've got one who doesn't read or watch any of those things because he's not ready for that. So it is okay then for um, all of those judgments to be made, um, I think, per household. I do think that what this opens up, again, whether the Harry Potter question is the question that is being asked at your house or not, I think what it's a reminder of is his parents, how distinctively involved we must be in what is read and watched. But I think maybe even in that, I don't want to say more important than that, but I think about our role as parenting is ultimately to release them. And when I think about that, I think about um, like, I don't want to give my 18 year old a uh, keys to the car for the first time and say, good luck. Right enjoy driving this heavy piece of machinery mm -hmm. that you can destroy people with. I don't want to give them social media for the first time when they leave the house either. Uh, I, our, none of our family has social media. None of our kids do, by the way. But um, I, I, don't, I, I want to help them get that in stages. I want to help them learn self-control. I want to help them so that almost like a learner's permit, right? I want to, mm -hmm. whether it's social media, cell phone use, where they do that, how long of a, into the night do they need to be talking on the phone at all, um, all of those kind of things. And what do you intake? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you absorbing? Um, how is that affecting you? And how do you set up for yourself good guidelines so that when we launch them out, when we release them to the you know, whether it's college or a job, but just out of the house, right? We release them mm -hmm. that they are able to make those decisions with wisdom uh, and, and based on the Bible and, uh, and certainly from the Lord. And so I think that that's what this is a, a really a good opportunity to speak to is the help them understand, even if your answer is no, no, you cannot watch this. No, you cannot read this. Fine. Help them understand why. Go to Deuteronomy 18 if you want to, and go to uh, Ephesians 6 and talk about the, uh, these things. I don't have any problem with that, but I do think that use these moments as teaching moments to be able to release your children um, or read it with them, uh, watch it with them so that you can have those conversations if you need to. Uh, watch it before them. Don't just sh shut it all out uh, without having a reason to have have given a judgment or, or those kind of things. So those are maybe points that affect a larger thing than just Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you have anything for the kids whose imaginations are really big mm -hmm. and they 
Um, they love fantastical yeah, things. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations for sure. uh, any sort of? Well, I've got one book series in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. That, yeah, I figured so there's, you did. There's two that come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a classic, right? So you got C.S. Lewis, uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. and that is uh, has, has a even Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe clearly has a, just a blatant yes. uh, Christian uh, spin, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but so does the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I think about uh, when, well, there's a dragon scene that's just phenomenal. And uh, yeah. so all of these different pieces, I, I would say there's that series, it's seven books, uh, can certainly, uh, I guess, uh, entice the mind right, uh, right. of that kind of reader. Uh, there's been a few... Uh, movie adaptations, uh, renditions of those movies, uh, of at least the first three. Uh, the, but the more recent one that I think you might be thinking of, uh, the Wing, Wing Feather Saga, yes. um, Andrew Peterson, and uh, everybody that I know that has read those, that it uh, also really enjoys those. Um, that kind of has that uh, type of mindset or uh, right. the... I think you said the fantastical, like yeah, um, because I do think there is something to encouraging an artist, yep. uh, you know, being one myself and yep. having a creative streak. Yep. I think there's something to to creating that that love oh, in yeah. your children, and so there's, if you are specifically uncomfortable yeah, with, absolutely. There's another one um, I've only read parts of, but um, Priscilla Schreier actually has uh, some books for boys that uh um and i'm trying to remember the names of them but they're kind of interesting um and and again kind of have that fantastical with them uh it's yeah the the one i read was was interesting at least yeah um i i will say this too though um there are some like real significant classics you could go to um like a robin hood mm-hmm. like a knights of the round table king arthur kind of time mm-hmm. that isn't on the fantastical like creatures we've never seen before sure. but on the imaginative uh thinking about a, a time period that we've never thought of and so i am absolutely affirming of get your kids to read get your kids engaged in that kind of um creative thinking and the the fruit that can come from that honestly is it like it flows out into all kinds of uh, healthy Christian walk that can be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Chad. I feel like that was a really good, thorough answer. Um, and thank you for joining us today on the Christ and All podcast. A new episode airs each Wednesday. If this episode has been interesting or helpful to you, you can subscribe and share this on your favorite social media. Uh, If you have a question or a topic you would like for us to talk about, send that to info at colonialheights.org. We really love questions. We look forward to hearing from you and thank you for listening.